Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to do the right thing, all you got to do is hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Ancient Educator 76. You need me to make a new batch of fries? Sure thing. I'll get right on that. So our fast food restaurant closes at midnight on Sundays, and around 11.15 p.m., we start transitioning to close and to get ready for the delivery we get every Sunday. There's a process here where we play a game of how many fries do we think we're going to sell in the last 45 minutes and put bags of them up front because we know the delivery takes the last hour of our shift like clockwork and we can't access the big boxes of french fries due to a line of boxes and dollies and counting items and etc. Plus, our manager specifically says to not go in the walk-in during the delivery, not that we could anyway tonight. So I'm usually pretty good at guessing, and we had a car pull up who needed two large fries. So I dropped four large, half a bag, the last half we had up front, just in case another car pulls up. It did. That second car pulls up and says, hi, I'd like a Bam burger, large with fries, and I need those fries fresh. I was dumb enough to mention, well, today's your lucky day because I just dropped some fries right now. His increasingly pleasant response, I don't care about those fries, yo. You better make me some new fries. Fresh. Don't give me those fries. Make some new ones. Enter malicious compliance. Enter another entry into the A-Hole Chronicles. Now, I could have easily have just given him the fries I just dropped because they take around three minutes to cook. So he was pulling up just as they were finished. But he clearly said he didn't want those fries. So what's a cook to do? Do I lie and say these are not the fries that they thought they were? Rip Dennis Green. I tell him it's going to be a while on the new fries. He waits. I clean the frosty machine. A six minute job. I'm quick and thorough. Right in front of the window. And waits. I stock the nugget sauces. Being mindful that I'm being watched like a hawk. So I pretend to look off in the middle distance of our restaurant like there's something going on there. He waits some more. Finally, co-worker runs up, literally in his slip, non-resistant shoes, with the box and we toss them into the fry bin. All of a sudden, he honks more emphatically now and I come to the window to hear him yelling, What? They're frozen! I wanted fresh! He screeches off into the night, no food in sight. But alas, Redham is right. Officer Pay It Forward drives in for his usual, stops Captain Fresh Fries, gives the fry guy a ticket for aggressive driving, a big no-no and a huge fine in Arizona, and comes into line to get his freshly made fries. I know this because the officers are regular to our drive-thru and always pays for the person behind him. Like always, I guess we should call him Officer Pay It Backward. Do you guys think that if you're going to a fast food place, that there should ever be an expectation that the fries are genuinely fresh, as in never frozen? Or do you think that kind of thing should be more than expected? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. This next story is by Jacob French 65 What do you mean I can't drive my car? 
I've been a mechanic my entire working life so far, and this is one of my favorite experiences. I had a customer come in complaining about a vibration. I put the vehicle on the lift and checked the front end. I found a nearly broken tie rod and a faulty rack and pinion. So basically the passenger side front wheel was not fully secured to the steering system and would soon break and cause the wheel to be completely disconnected from the steering. I told the customer how much the repair would be and told her it was unsafe to drive. She asked me to put it back together so she could leave. I told her I couldn't do that because if it broke after I let her leave, I could be held liable. She started yelling and screaming about calling the cops and suing me and how her cousin's brother knows a guy who's related to the chief of police, and I'll be arrested. She calls the police and they come out. I show the officers the vehicle, and they understood the safety concern. They told me to just put the car down and let her leave. I did, and even made her sign a statement declining crucial safety repairs. She left with the most, ha ha, I told you so, smug grin on her face, until she left the property, got pulled over, and her car impounded. They also gave her a ticket for reckless driving. I was so happy seeing her car get towed. The cops told her it was against the law to drive it. The state laws back then allowed me to do exactly what I did. I offered to discount the price of the repair and take payments. She still refused. And I don't care how well versed you think you are in the law, you don't know when or where this took place. So according to that last bit, it was pretty clear that OP was being challenged on whether the story actually took place or not. I'm not even going to begin to assume the legality of a mechanic in that situation. Either way, what the police did in this story is absolutely great. OP's scared that they're going to be held liable for something, and the cops are like, no, no, let him go. We got this. This next story is by the Exorator. You got COVID? Fine, you're taking me to Taco Tuesday. So, my retired friend is old and set in his ways. He's got these crackpot ideas on immunity. Terrain theory, alkalinity, etc. He thinks if he eats enough salads that he won't get COVID. He doesn't push his ideas, got vaccinated, and eats very healthy, so it's not an issue. He also thinks some random sniffle he got a year ago was COVID. We're shooting the crap and he proclaims that if he were to get COVID again, he'd be asymptomatic. I've been following the data and knew that 90% of positive cases were symptomatic, so I had a good wager on my hands. So I bet him a Mexican dinner that he'd be symptomatic. Fast forward a few months, he says that he felt off one afternoon and that he must have had COVID. No test, nothing. In my heart, I knew that he didn't have COVID, but I put forward that since he felt off, he had symptoms and then had symptomatic COVID and claimed my bet. I ordered the most expensive item on the menu, the steak fajitas, but declined the offer of a beer. Gotta keep my alkalinity up. So that's what it is. If you eat more salads, you won't get COVID? Actually, to be fair, that myth is debunked. I probably have eaten two salads since COVID became a thing. And so far, I haven't gotten COVID. I got exposed, but either I had no symptoms at all, or somehow I luckily didn't catch it. This next story is by Objective Unknown. If you don't like my scummy business practices, report me. First, you need to know that I've just started at a really great new job, getting paid what I'm worth. I'm an industrial appliance repair person, slash mechanic, slash engineer, or whatever you want to call it. In the three weeks I've been at the new job, I've drastically reduced machine downtime by such an amount that my bonus that's paid out at the last pay of each month was almost 9000 
I get a bonus based on money saved because of reduced downtime. Well, Friday, I was in early working on an industrial washer and the parts supplier was in, so we could talk, and I mentioned that I need to get some foam insulation for the machines. The contractor they used to hire pulled it all out. I said the guy was a total scammer. The machines were in crap shape. The guy was making sure the crap broke down to make more money. It's there to reduce vibration and noise, causing less wear on the machine. The guy looks at me and says, I'm the tech, like I should be embarrassed from what I said, and going on like, oh, if you think that, you should report me, but I have a 10-year relationship with this company, I'll make sure you're out of here. Well, screw the guy. Called a meeting with my employer today on a Sunday, so I was kind of panicking. Well, I went to the meeting, armed with photos and pictures of all the damages. At first it was a supply meeting about what I need, and then we got to the foam and I decided to comply with what he wanted. I reported him. I explained what was missing, what it causes, and the reasons it would be removed. The only reason is money to force them to break down more often. And I straight out said the guy is scamming you. Well, the guy calls me a liar, that they should have trust in him, that they have a great working relationship, blah, blah, blah. The building manager who oversees the three buildings I work in knows me, knows I'm honest and trusting to a fault. I was asked to leave the meeting and I went to grab some lunch. I came back and they asked me to come back when the guy is gone. I was asked if I could give a list of trusted suppliers and I did the company great. They see my value and trusted me. They cut contact with the guy on the spot. It's nice to not only get paid what you're worth, but have a darn good working environment built on trust. While I definitely have an appreciation for what the company did, you know, doing the right thing, I have an appreciation for OP for breaking up this cycle and exposing to that company how they were getting swindled by some jerk. Some people might get into that situation, see that happening and decide, well, if they're doing it, I can do it too and I can make a little bit more money. They were working hard, doing great, honest work, and making a buttload of cash for it anyways. And our final story of the day is by Ancient Educator 76, Malicious Compliance, Fireworks Edition. In the true spirit of New Year's, right after my wife made the comment, you know those black cats and mad dogs you got in Mexico? They were legal here. I began reminiscing over one of my greatest firework memories, the Germantown Bonfire. I was about 10, but a 1980s 10, so that's like a true modern day 16. You other Gen Xers know what I'm talking about. We had a bit more freedom, and this carried over to our 4th of July antics. We did it all, burying our G.I. Joes and running a long-wicked firecracker to it, and oh crap, a grenade! Hit the deck, snake eyes! Roman candle fights, as dangerous as it sounds, and way cooler, please wear a glove. But you know us, we pre-adolescents anteed one more thing. We wanted to light fireworks at the bonfire. The bonfire was a yearly event where the fire department helps the community of Germantown build the largest teepee of wood. And the adults stay on to monitor the bonfire, light it, and maintain it. And oh my god, there was a Ned Flanders hall monitor of a bloke who wouldn't let us anywhere near the bonfire even before it was lit. I just wanted to touch the wood. It's been a lifelong dream of mine to stroke smooth wood. If we even got within 10 feet of it, this high-pitched guy schnozzed out a, you little crabs don't even go near this, you'll freaking ruin it. This guy really reveled in his power. 
chewing away all the other adults with his best brainy impersonation with the utterance, The big strong fireman said it's my job to tend the fire. Some adults argued back saying, Tending the fire doesn't mean you get to swear at my freaking kids, pa. That's how I met my best friend's dad, but a story for another time. So evidently, this guy starts setting up a tent. He was spending the night. Great. Right before he shoes us away even further, the remaining 20% who were unfazed by his tirade of condescension and insults, both of which were many and will remain unnamed, were instructed, None of you kids are allowed to light any fireworks, and especially not this here bonfire. You can't play with fire, you little craps, so don't light anything. He then took the three of us kids, one at a time, and bent us over his knee. At least, we thought. But he was reaching into our pockets with his claw hands, and took my G.I. Joe and Transformer, said he was looking for my lighter, then friend ones and friend twos. He didn't even have matches. It was a very violent motion, and nowadays those claw marks on my leg would be enough for jail. Now we were pissed. Do we tell friend 2's dad? Heck no, we take this to the source. Time for malicious compliance. He said the kids were not allowed to light fireworks? Fine, we'll make him do it. About four hours later, we came back to the bonfire quietly. It was probably like 3am. Scotty and Ryan had to set alarms or sneak out. I had the benefit of having a father who had enough of his own issues to care or notice my absence that night. We took everything we had left in all of our houses and stashed them deep inside the base of the bonfire. This was a real point of contention as we whisper argued about whether they're visible from outside the bonfire. They convinced me to bury them deep in. Then we waited. The next night was gonna be lit. Literally. We couldn't wait as we saw them light the bonfire to the entirety of Whoville's cheers. Then surprise, then laughter as Brainy Smurf jumped around like Marty McFly and Back to the Future. Large cracks and pops came from everywhere and a couple resounding booms. We thought it would be like the movies, you know? Fireworks shooting out in a hemisphere of color and light, but nope. Just our lifelong nemesis dancing around like Roscoe P. Coltrane to the sounds of gunfire. The words, you little some witches, can be heard across the Quincy Bay. Sadly for the kids, you combine all of these fireworks and the movies make you think that they're going to be these massive, blow up in the sky, 30 foot explosions of dazzling mixed colors and everything you could dream of and more. But sadly, what happens in reality is a lot of light flashes, a ton of smoke, and just popping and crackling going off like crazy. It makes me think about this video that went viral a couple years back, where there was a city celebrating and they accidentally set off all of their fireworks at once for a big show. It just sounded like a bomb raid was going off above the town or something. The sound was insane, but there was just kind of like a big smoke cloud. Your equal parts, oh my god, and oh, is that it? But with that being said, be careful with fireworks, and that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 